Good morning, and welcome to Sunday Morning with Love and Action. I am Ken Tuck. Thank you for joining me this morning. I want to start out by um, asking you to forgive me for my voice right now. <laughs> I had a cold over the holidays and did a lot of coughing, and the, the old vocal cords just hadn't come back yet, but mm. that's all right. Praise God we're able to be on the air today, and uh, just thank you for joining us today. And just pray that your uh, new year has gotten off to a good start. And speaking of a new year getting off to a good start, got my good friend and my pastor, Ralph Sigler of Harvest Church, with me this morning. Yeah. Ralph, thank you for being here. Good to be here. Always good to be with you, Ken. Well, we are going to talk, really talk about getting our year off right this yeah. morning yeah. and spending time with God, intentionally spending time with God and, mm-hmm. and seeking Him first. So we're going to get into that this morning. Before we do, though, I'm going to ask Pastor Ralph, would you open us up in prayer? Love to do that. Let's pray together. Lord, we just thank you for your goodness, your faithfulness, your plans for us. Lord, as we join together here, we pray for your blessing over every person listening. Lord, that you would be uh, speaking, ministering. You know every need. You have the answer to every need. And you know your plans for every person. So we just ask every door to be open for you to lead and guide and speak this morning. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. For those who are frequent listeners to this program, they know that I talk a lot about the Great Commission, Mm. a lot about being a Great Commission Christian. Mm -hmm. And really, though, the first step of doing that is we have to know Jesus. That's right. We we have to know the God that we serve and, and and that we're going to give our lives to. Yeah. And last Sunday, as I was sitting in church, Martha and I, you were talking about 30 days of knowing God. Right. Which has been, what, past couple of years. Yeah, we've used it. This will be the third year we've used it to start and, the year off. And, and last year was even more in-depth than the previous year. That's at least, right. At least to me, it seemed like. Maybe I just engaged more. <laughs> we, we were able to refine it a little more from the first year. So, uh, yeah, it's been really helpful. You know, really, Christianity... People refer to a lot of things when they talk about Christianity. So the word can mean several things. I mean, people talk about the religion of Christianity, and there is a religion of Christianity or the philosophy. But more than anything, Christianity is a relationship with God. In fact, that's what we understand really sets it apart from other religions. He's real. He wants to know us, and we can know him. And in fact, Jesus in John 17 said, This is eternal life, that they may know you the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you've sent. Paul talked about all his accomplishments being garbage compared to the greatness of knowing Christ Jesus. And so we get that throughout. It's a real relationship. That's not just a nice analogy or a nice picture. It's real. We really get to interact with him. We really get to abide in his presence. We really get to know him. We really get to be led by him. It's a real relationship. You know, Jesus, when he talked about judgment, the people who were turned away from heaven, he would say, I never knew you. So the relationship side is huge. That's really what 30 days is about. I know there's a number of people listening every Sunday who aren't followers of Christ yet. Mm-hmm. And then there's many reasons why. Mm-hmm. Some people are just seeking. They just, they just don't know. And others have been hurt in yeah. the past. I mean, most of us have, mm-hmm. but we get hurt everywhere yeah. <laughs> in, yeah. in life. But there's a, always been this big misconception about the religion, mm-hmm. you know, and, mm-hmm. and so much emphasis on the religion and not the relationship. Yeah. But if you can just get past all that, just, yeah. just put that yeah. aside and look at the relationship that we get to have with Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. then like, like you have said so many times, that's true life. That's right. Because yeah. he is life. Yeah. That's and right. so if you're listening today and, and you haven't just, you hadn't made that step to Jesus yet, just, I, we just want to encourage you that 
yeah, man, it's it, you get to live life with the creator yeah. of this yeah. of the universe of this earth, mm-hmm. the the very one who came in human flesh mm-hmm. and well, died for us. And I think a lot, you know, a lot of people, including religious leaders, have really mischaracterized following Christ. Uh, I was in a conversation today about former pastor who's now back in another ministry and. He talked. He was telling me about how he kind of got involved with a group of pastors that together just completely got off target in their in their walk with the Lord. And so we can have Christianity and Christ misrepresented by other leaders and other believers, and and we can misunderstand sometimes too. But He's the one we're made for, and when we really get in relationship with Him, we realize that. Uh, I mean, all the gap, so many of the gaps in our life that things were that were always missing. You just realize this is what we're made for. Uh, it is. It, it, he's amazing beyond description and beyond words. Yeah. And we have the opportunity to get to know him. And so we don't, you know, we don't want to just stay at the surface of an introduction as salvation right. and then kind of keep a loose attachment. But of course, a lot of people don't really know how to get to know, know him, especially the one-on-one conversation. I think a lot of life-giving churches, I think we often do pretty good at emphasizing the power of the Word of God and the impact it'll have on you, and it certainly does. If you get to know the Word, we tell people especially start with the New Testament. But you start spending time regularly in the Bible, it's going to change your life. And we can often do good with teaching and fellowship, but teaching people how to spend time with Him. You know, the most direct way to get to know anybody is by talking to them. And that's what prayer is. But for so many of us, we don't really know, and a lot of times we're not taught much about how to pray. And I know you've heard my story before of meeting Jesus, having a real experience with him, and then not knowing how to follow through. So I kind of faded out and faded in and faded out and faded in. And uh, I finally started spending time with the Lord when somebody told me that's what you needed to be doing. Right. <laughs> uh, but it was almost all Bible, and it changed me. But when I first started trying to pray, I had a few things to say to God, and it took, it took you know, a couple of minutes. You know, I can remember when, and this is true for many people, to think about praying for five minutes seemed like a long time. So really what we've done with 30 days is we've given people a guide to use every day. It's amazing how easy it is to talk to the Lord for extended periods of time when you have direction with it. So in the 30 days, and the reason we're starting the year off this way, it's a challenge for 30 days to spend 15 to 30 minutes a day, each person can decide which, just spending it with the Lord. And we have a guide for every day for that 30 days. And what we've seen is people's relationship with the Lord just really grow in in some really tremendous ways. And uh, of course, then that carries on beyond because right. you, you just learn. You just learn how to spend time with the Lord, and it just starts opening. It's like it's like when you get to know somebody, the more you've been around them, the more you have to talk to them about. Exactly. And it is, the 30 days of knowing God is so effective, and it's easy to go through. You did a great job writing it and putting it on, on a level that me or anybody else can understand, right? Yeah, you that's don't the goal. Be, right. You don't have to be a theologian no. to, to, to go through this. And it is so important, and it is so effective, and you have basically data at harvest to show the proof because on Sunday you ask people how many people have gone through this and man mm-hmm. so many yeah. raised their hand and but so many of those people have also taken the other steps right in discipleship yeah. and so 
you get to know this God we talk about each and every week, and you realize, man, I wish I'd have done this a long time ago. Oh, absolutely. But don't worry about what we should have done a long time ago. Just Jesus says, focus on today. Mm-hmm. And so focus on today about getting to know this God that we're talking about. And the 30 days of, of knowing God, um, let, let's back up a little bit. How did this idea come to mind? I know God gave it to you, but how had that mm-hmm. come, come to, to, to focus? Boy, that's a good question. You know, my process of prayer is something that, you know, took some time to develop. When I first started spending time with God, like I said, it was almost all Bible because I didn't really have that much to say to the Lord. It was really through probably group prayer at first. Uh, I was really blessed uh, in high school and in, in college to be around some other guys who uh, were, were really God was moving in their life. And we would start praying together as a group. And I think it's easier at first to learn to, to, to really spend time with God in a group setting with other people with a like-minded heart. But it's different to be one-on-one. There's a certain type of intimacy in any relationship when it's just two people. There's always another great dynamic when you're with a group of people. But the one-on-one is, is really, really important. And so I started spending a little more time one-on-one, started learning some things. Uh, some of the things I was reading and discipleship helped me a little bit. Uh, and then as I started doing youth ministry, I wanted our students to learn. So that's when we first started kind of giving some guidance and it was so effective, you know, with students who had never spent much time at all with the Lord. Uh, in some of these cases, on some of our situations, would go through a 45-minute, hour-long guide with the Lord, and they were just, they were amazed at what, not only that they could do it, but just what God was showing them in those times and the relationship they were building. So, so that really is the goal. I always love hearing your your stories from your youth ministry days (laughs) and how a number of those kids, or of course adults now, Uh, are in the ministry. That's right. And so, you know, learning to walk with God early in life can definitely change the course of your life for much better. Yeah. And not that everybody's going to grow up and be a preacher or an evangelist or whatever, but it does put your focus on on God at at a young age. And, you know, the Bible tells us about that, teach them. Yeah. kids the way they should go when they're yeah. old they won't depart i'm a prime example of that mm. but you know just just this focus on on knowing god so let's first let's tell people that um even if you're not going to harvest you can still do this yeah yeah yeah, yeah we kind of uh put that out last year a little bit on social media and really had a lot of people who got the books and and went through it with us Actually, I believe that you can still get them at the is it the downtown bookstore on Foster Street. Okay. Uh, or people come by the the office uh, and pick them up, or you can just get them online. Uh, yeah, yeah. They go to harvestdothan dot dot com dot com I always get the dots. I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, you know, <laughs> But uh, and and as soon as the page pulls up, it pops up thirty days no one got, and it says click here for the e or ebook. Uh-huh. So, you, yes, uh-huh. you can go online and follow along for, for 30 days to get to knowing God. Yeah, and there's some little, you know, uh, fill-in-the-blank parts, uh, things to write. So particularly on most days, after we get into it every day, there's at least a minute to just listen, which can also be really revolutionary to people. We encourage people, you know, God, God wants to speak to us. Yeah. And we have to learn to hear, and so we encourage people to take uh, at least a minute, not the first day, but pretty soon in, and just uh, try to clear your mind and just picture the Lord with you. He is with you, yes. When we're especially when we're talking to Him, and the Lord uses your mind and your imagination. So 
Uh, one of the earliest things, I did this with youth and other adult groups for a lot of years too, is uh, when people would do that for the first time, we would spend maybe one minute just just try to think only of the Lord and think of what He looks like. Think of your impressions as you are there before Him and anything you feel like He says to you. I really have loved doing that with people, especially for the first time, because everybody gets something. Sometimes it's just an it's So often people, when they picture Him in prayer, what really impacts them is that He's smiling. And I yeah. think the Lord puts that in their mind. I yeah. think he wants them to know he's pleased, he loves them, and he's pleased with the time they're spending together. But, you know, the, the guide helps people, and we go into, we're able to go into a lot of different directions with prayer, with the guide. And so it kind of broadens, uh, I think, people's um, time with God as well. And it's been really effective. I'm, I'm excited about doing it again. I do it myself. I've done it a couple of times just during the year on my own. Because I like kind of the how it kind of broadens out the whole way I, I'm, I'm praying, yeah. and um, uh, so yeah, we'd love anybody to take advantage of it who'd like to. Uh, so if you want a book, you can come by the church office, or I, I think they still have them at Downtown Books. I think they're five dollars, and you can pick one up. Or you might, if you just want to use the online, do it online. You might want to get a little notebook or something right. and make your own notes about your impressions through the prayer time. Yeah, you can journal. Yeah, which is a, a kind of, I guess the the blog is the new journal of today, right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so you can blog about it, that, which would be great because people would would see yeah. that. But you yeah. want to keep it private, yeah, yeah. yeah. Journal about it, and and I find that so interesting when you said that most people when they they they're gonna stop and imagine that that Jesus is with them, uh-huh. and they see him smiling, uh-huh. and and I believe that is such an accurate photo of our Lord because again. Those misconceptions of people that don't know them, yeah. they think God is ready to take his club and just whack you over the head because mm-hmm. you, you've messed up. Mm-hmm. But no, that's not our God at all. You know, we, right. we read throughout the, the word that God loves us. He's singing over us. You yeah. know? And, yeah. and the prodigal son, yeah. has, our arms are wide open to take us back in. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, he is, he is smiling at us and, mm-hmm. and he, because he just loves us with a love that's as you mentioned earlier, it's just indescribable. Yeah, we can't explain yeah. it. But and, and yeah. so it, it's hard to explain that kind of love to people, uh, especially who've never experienced stuff. So many people have been hurt their whole lives, yeah. and and have a hard time picturing a good father because mm-hmm. they've never seen one. That's right. Uh, but man, this father, he loves us so much we can't even describe it. And when we're in relationship with him, and when that relationship is growing, it touches every part of our life. And it really starts bringing light and and life, real life, talk about truly life, right. uh, into every part of our lives. So yeah, I, I, wonderful for for the people who are uh, you know looking at Christianity and haven't made a decision but are, are open. I guess all of us who know him just say, you know, wow, there's nothing better. We just would say, come on in and let him move in your life. And I know any huge step in life, we can be, you know, reluctant with what it means, but it's really what we're made for. But also, you know, the people who've been following the Lord for a long time, so many people don't feel very confident in prayer. They haven't been able to grow much. Again, and that's the one-on-one conversation. So when you look at it that way, that's such a key part of any relationship, and it is with the Lord too. And when you're growing in that personal, firsthand relationship, again, it's touching every part of you. I think one of the great things about the 30 days, of course, we, we like to do this now to start the year off, great way to start right. the year. Uh, with this kind of uh, focus on spending time with the Lord. 
I think you see the wisdom of the Lord just from being with them. And uh, I think so many of us, when we're doing it, we feel so anchored, so directed. It's like everything just gets tuned in. The distractions uh, are getting uh, kind of you know pushed to the side. And he has this way of just directing us in such a great way and focusing us on what matters. And uh, so then the main thing is, is knowing and loving him, but then it just gives direction to every part of life. Yeah, and, then, and I think you hit on something very key, too, is some people have walked with the Lord for a number of years. Just they haven't been taught how to pray. Yeah. That, that just goes back to discipleship mm-hmm. and, and making disciples. Uh, and, and unfortunately, so many haven't experienced true discipleship. Mm-hmm. But yeah, once you learn how to pray, what's that about? It, it can be intimidating to people who, okay, I, I get to talk to God. Right. I mean, you know, right. be God, you know, the big guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so it can be intimidating. <laughs> And so yeah. some people are just really, really shy, or they think, well, God's got more important problems like world peace to worry about than, than my <laughs> life, you know. Uh, but God, we're all important, and he has the ability to hear all of us, to answer yeah. all of us, to love all of us, which, I mean, that's mind-blowing in and of itself. Mm-hmm. But I think also it does increase your confidence of praying with others yeah because I, I know you see it and i see it when i ask a group who would like to lead us in prayer it's kind of like you're in school and the teacher asks a question and y'all look down <laughs> <laughs> you don't want the teacher to pick you <laughs> right 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 so you learn how to pray you learn how to how to communicate with god yeah and then when you're in a group you're ready to pray or when you meet somebody and they're telling you because some people just open up immediately and start telling you about all their problems. Mm-hmm. You'll have the ability to go, you know what? I'd like to pray for you right now. Yeah. yeah. And, and you'll pray for them. Well, and you know, uh, if we're following the Lord, we've got to learn how to do that. Yeah. I grew up in a church setting sometimes where when you were in a prayer meeting, if you didn't want to pray out loud, you either touch the person next to you, if you're holding hands, you squeeze their hand so they knew to pass you right. by. And, uh, you know, I understand that in some situations, but we pretty much always in, in small group settings tell people, uh, especially the first time, you know, if you don't want to pray this time, that's okay, but you're going to have to learn how to pray out loud yeah. because it opens up too many avenues of being ministered to, of growing, of connecting with the family of God. And as you're saying, ministry, yeah. because there's so many situations we run into, uh, especially the closer we get to the Lord, the more we see them. So many situations where people need help, they need ministry, and just praying for people is, is uh, I mean, that opens the door for God to move in their life in a really, really profound way. And people would be surprised how open others are yeah. to you praying for them. Yeah, almost ne- almost never will someone say you can't pray for right. me. I mean, and I won't say never, but no. it's very rare. Rare. Very yes. rare. It and is. most people, even, you know, even if they've maybe are, very, very far away from following the Lord, really appreciate someone praying for him. I've had some interesting experiences uh, all along where I just have felt led to start praying for somebody even I didn't know. Right. And uh, so sometimes I'll go tell them, you know, hey, I'm Ralph Sigler and uh, just uh, was praying for you, felt like the Lord was in telling me to pray. Is there anything special I can I can be praying? I'm going to be doing that. Anything special I can be praying for you about? Right. And um, nobody ever says, "What do you mean? I don't. How dare you?" You know, <laughs> people are kind of surprised a lot of times, but but people really appreciate being prayed for. Yeah, 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 yeah. they do. They really do. And uh, also uh, about prayer, it's really even 
more timely this year because if anybody's a follower of football, then they saw Buffalo Bills, DeMar Hamlin, uh-huh. almost die on a football field. And immediately the team, the coach brought the whole team together and yeah. kneeled and prayed. And then sportscasters started talking yeah. about pray for DeMar. Everybody started talking about prayer, which right. you, you didn't hear that before. Last time you heard about that was Tim Tebow who was getting ridiculed. Yeah, that's uh, right. He was a trailblazer in the NFL. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I right. heard somebody say the other day, a lot of people need to apologize to that young man. <laughs> but, you know, so much emphasis started um, being focused on prayer from people who you never heard talk about prayer before. Yeah. And a lot of people were praying for this young man, and he's already home. I know. It's and amazing. The doctors even say, this is amazing. Yeah. And yeah. So, One of them said, this is miraculous. Yes. Uh, I saw that quote online. So, you know, an ESPN guy even prayed on Prayed on air. TV, which, you, know, yeah. that's, uh, you know, that's a miracle. Right it is. There. That's right. Maybe so, bigger. <laughs> so if you're out there and, and you've been following this and you really hadn't understood prayer either, uh, man, this is an awesome opportunity for you to understand this God that we were praying to about DeMar yeah. and, and the miracle that he worked in his life. And I believe God... I don't believe God made that happen to him, but he used that situation to say, hey, I'm here. Call out to me. And people call out to him, and they see what has happened. Right. And 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 I'm not saying everybody's going to be healed every time you pray for them. Not not that, but Mm -hmm. because God's got a reason on everything. But this is a, a great example of how powerful prayer is and why we need to be setting aside time. Yeah. To talk with our Father. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we were made for God. And like I said, there's something always missing when we're not in relationship with him. And none of us is born in right relationship with him because sin separated all of us. And uh, that's the whole reason Jesus came and bore our sin on the cross. And and the story, and in my Bible reading today, the story of it it is to turn. If we turn from our sin to him, it's forgiven. He brings forgiveness. Uh, what I was reading this morning is, you know, in, in Matthew, John the Baptist, who's preparing the way for Jesus, he, his message was repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And repentance is not a popular word because the prince of this world doesn't want it to be a popular word, but it just means to turn, right. it, to change directions. And so he was, he was preaching repentance for the forgiveness of sins, change directions, turn from the darkness, turn from sin, and turn to God. And then Jesus the same message. He came preaching repentance for the forgiveness of sins. Then when he sent his disciples out, they're preaching repentance for the forgiveness of sins. So it's just turning, and all of us who know him have done that. We've, we've turned, and that's what he, he's inviting all of us to do, that we can get away from this separation from God by turning and following him. And it's what we're created for. And really, you know, he, he is magnificent beyond description. I mean, you're talking about the one that fills the whole universe who created it, who holds it all together, who knows every detail about us and loves us and has specific plans for us and is, is inviting us into that plan. Uh, you know, we all want to matter. We all want to count. We all want to know there's a reason. Well, there's a reason for here and forever. And we begin that in knowing him. And, and then really just getting to know him, it, it just begins to open up some of the wonder, the vastness, the infinite character, really all of his character is infinite. He's an infinite God. When we talk about the love of God, there's a passage of Scripture in Ephesians that says, I want you to know how high and wide and deep and long is the love of God, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge. First-hand experience 
of what we cannot completely grasp because we have finite minds. But when you talk about the love of God, when you talk about the joy of the Lord, when you talk about his creativity, his glory, his wonder, his beauty, his majesty, they're all infinite. They're all beyond what we will ever totally grasp. And yet, in relationship, we begin to experience it firsthand. And it is wonderful. He is wonderful. And we're going to be we're going to be in awe of him forever. He's never going to get old because he's infinite. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> he never, <right. laughs> and my belief is what we get from his nature is what he's going to show us about himself is going to be more and more wonderful and more and more awesome. He invites us to know him. I mean, yeah. what an incredible thing. And again, that's that's not just words. Right. It's it's real. Right. And Ralph, people who haven't made that decision yet. Mm-hmm. But they're like Okay, I'm hearing you, and this guy sounds phenomenal. Yes, and I think this morning may be my time. How can they make that next step to give their lives over to Jesus? Well, you know, we we would love, and I know you would love to personally help them with that anytime. I would too. Our church would. However, right where you are, God's with you, and we always tell people if you're ready to turn your life over to Jesus, pray three things: ask Him to forgive you of your sin. That's what separates us. That's why he went to the cross. And you know what he did on the cross, the Bible says he bore our sin on his own body on the cross. I mean, what he did was enough to blot out every sin we've ever committed. So the first thing, Lord, please forgive me of every sin, the ones I remember, the ones we don't, I don't. And then, Lord, put your spirit in me. The Bible says that the mystery of the gospel is Christ in you. You have a spirit, he is spirit. And so when you open your life to him, when you invite him in, he comes in and begins to dwell in you. And he just comes and brings a, a real change. And then I always tell people the last thing, then just tell them, Lord, I'm giving my life to you. You gave me this life. You're giving me every breath, every heartbeat. My purpose is in you. I turn it over to you. And things will start changing in what will become more and more profound ways. Yeah. And if you make that decision this morning, uh, I want to encourage you to tell somebody, mm-hmm. to tell another believer what you did. If you already attend a church, then tell your pastor. And if, you, if you're not in church, then just really encourage you to look for a church. And I, I, I highly recommend Harvest Church. Mm-hmm. I know you're loved, and I know discipleship takes place. But I also encourage you to feel free to, to call here at Love and Action mm-hmm. at 334 494 Four nine nine five, or you can email me at ken tuck at loveinactionministries.com. We'd love to give you next steps. Uh, we we have our school of discipleship here too. You just need to take that next step. Discipleship. Oh, what's that big word? You're a student, and Jesus is the teacher, right? So mm-hmm. we learn. Mm-hmm. We learn from Him. So it's about being a student uh, of Jesus. Feel free to call Harvest Church. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what, what's the number of Harvest? Uh, se- what is the number of Harvest? Seven zero two. Seven zero two six five five five, and you can come up, go online harvestothen.com. You can always watch a service from there too, and a lot of a lot of churches in the area now air their services, and yeah. you can you, you, you can, can see them. If you don't find it live, find it on Facebook. Yeah, most churches post on Facebook too. But right. I just really encourage you to take that next step now, so you can start entering into knowing this guy that we've been talking about. Thirty yeah. days knowing God is is a phenomenal teaching of just taking that next step of deepening your relationship with the father mm-hmm. spending time with him and the thing about 30 days too ralph is i know we're creatures of habit yeah and yeah. it's easy the bad habits are easy mm-hmm. but we need to start getting rid of those as, as we do that turning 
getting rid of those and replacing them with good habits. And this is an awesome habit that we can start creating in 30 days. Yeah, and, you know, we always tell people if you miss a day, don't worry about it. Just jump back in. But the other side of that is if you do it consistently for 30 days, you are building a habit. And uh, then uh, love and action or harvest, either one can help you know what to do next. Although the first thing I'd tell you to do is probably go back through it a second time. Uh, And then we'll start start you out with some... uh, time in the Bible as well. And uh, there's just so much, you know, God, again, God's infinite. He wants to teach us. He wants to show us, reveal himself. And, you know, I I don't like to make people think I'm saying that all your problems are going to be gone and everything's going to be easy in following Jesus. That is not true, but he is wonderful. And it is life the way we were intended to live it. It does make life a lot better going through everything we're going to go through. Absolutely. As I, I tell people, you're not going through something right now. Hold on. Because <laughs> we live in an imperfect world, but yeah. we serve the perfect Savior, and, and he'll He'll get us through anything and everything. And um, and so 30 Days Knowing a God, you can go to harvestdothan.com, and the ebook is there, or you can go to Harvest Church and get about, what, five bucks five dollars. For, mm-hmm. for, for a book and or the bookstore downtown. I really encourage you to do this. Take 30 Days of no one getting to know God, it will change your life. Then um, another next step, which I need to bring you back in soon to talk about, is freedom. Yeah, because that's that's a that's an awesome time of yes, ministry, time is. of growth, yeah, time of change. Um, well, that, let me give just kind of the short preview thing we do of that. It's a very it's a very effective ministry. Twelve weeks in helping people break free from the things in their past that are holding them back. And everybody has them. And we've just discovered in doing this, everybody benefits from going through freedom. Yeah, I'd love to yeah, tell yeah, more about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, we'll bring you back to do that. We, <laughs> we, we have run out of time. 30 minutes always goes by so fast. But, uh, Ralph, thank you so much for being here today. Always great to be with you. Appreciate you, Ken. All right. Well, I uh, hope everybody has a great rest of their day today, a wonderful week coming up. Remember, Jesus loves you so very much. And I pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.